get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Alongside Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kiley. It's BK and Ferrario here on 101 ESPN. And right now we are happy to go out to the 101 ESPN hotline to be joined by Pat Steinberg. He is the Flames radio host. You can hear him on Flames Talk on Sportsnet 960 up in Calgary. He joins us now here on 101 ESPN. Pat, we appreciate the time as always, man. Not the season that either of us were expecting for our respective teams. How are you doing today? I'm good, boys. Uh, how are we doing today? Uh, we're doing all right. So the reason we wanted to give you a call, Pat, is because as we look at where both the Blues and the Calgary Flames are at in their respective timelines, it feels like both could use a bit of a roster reshuffle coming off of a disappointing season for both teams. When you look at what this offseason is going to be for Calgary, how much of a roster reshuffle are you anticipating for that squad? Oh, well, I mean, it's it's weird because... I think there's a chance that we do see some pretty significant player personnel moves, but before anything can happen there, the flames got to figure out a couple things before they can even go down that road. Because number one, they got to figure out who's going to be making those decisions. Cause right now they don't have a general manager after Brad living walked away just under two weeks ago. So they don't have a GM and the, the search is, is kind of just really getting underway for them. So you've got, you've got that to get figured out. And the other thing that's really interesting here, guys, is head coach Daryl Sutter is very much, I think, I'm trying to think of the right word, right word to describe it or right mm-hmm. way to describe it, but he's he's very much, um, I guess, hanging in the balance. They're going through a an internal review right now and determining whether or not the head coach is going to be back next year. And so the reason why I bring that up is because there's been some pretty well-documented cases and and some, you know, I, I think we've got a pretty good idea that there are four or five players and, and important players inside that place who necessarily see eye-to-eye with the coach this year. And, and, and to, you know, levels that are a little bit more than the not seeing eye-to-eye that we see in any professional sports team over the course of a full season. This kind of turned into a bit of a, a runaway on them in the season. And so, you know, you've got guys like Elias Lindholm and Michael Backlund who were very non-committal in their end-of-season media availabilities about their future in Calgary. And it's believed, at least on the Lindholm front, that that is related to Daryl Sutter. We know that Jonathan Huberdeau and Daryl Sutter did not get along, and Jonathan Huberdeau's agent is not a big fan of the head coach. And 
Uh, Nazem Kadri is another guy that did not see eye to eye with his head coach. And especially those last two guys with those contracts kicking in next season at $10.5 million and $7 million per year already committed to Nazem Kadri. There's $17.5 million of like an $83 million salary cap that you've got that did not get along or, or um, was not on the same page with the head coach this year. So that's kind of the, the thing that is, is hanging over everything right now. But yeah, when you've got Elias Lindholm being very noncommittal about his future and he's this team's number one center, when you've got, he's kind of like in a, in a lot of ways, he, he profiles very much to the way Ryan O'Reilly was used and, and the type of O'Reilly had well, he was a member of the Blues, so you've got Lindholm non-committal. You've got the longest-tenured member of the team in Michael Backlund, who is a perennial Selkie Trophy guy. Uh, he is very much non-committal to, in terms of his future. And you've got, going into next season, four other high-profile guys who are entering the final year of contracts as well. Noah Hannafin on the blue line, Chris Tanev on the blue line, just to name a couple. So they've got some significant decisions to make, and if it turns out that Lindholm does truly not want to be back here, then you almost have to be ready to trade him this summer. And that could kind of be the first domino to fall in what could be a few different player personnel moves. And it's funny guys, because last summer with all of what happened, you talk about a roster reshuffle that was kind of forced on him. And with all of what happened with the flames last summer, I didn't think we could ever see an offseason quite like the one we saw last last year. And here we are looking at one that could be just as busy and if not more significant, which I can tell you, I never would have seen coming. I'm with you, Pat. And, you know, when I heard some of the comments from the exit interviews for Calgary, I was like, oh, wow, there might be even more changes coming in. And of course, in St. Louis, you know, our ears perk up when defensemen are brought up because that's the biggest issue for St. Louis. And, you know, BK and I talked a lot about Mackenzie Weger, who was speculated to potentially be being moved at the trade deadline. His extension kicks in next year. I've brought up a guy like Oliver Shillington, who's 25, was a really good player two years ago, didn't play this year mm-hmm. for personal reasons. But the main one I want to ask you about is Noah Hannafin. I mean, he's headed into his final year before he's an unrestricted free agent. He's 26, going to be 27 years old. Could you see that individual being moved this offseason? And do you potentially see a fit with St. Louis? Well, let me uh, let me tell you a little bit about about Hannafin. Like we're talking about a guy that is a really good skater, can play top four minutes, is a guy that can you know, I think fairly capably give you twenty two, twenty three minutes in the top four role on the blue line. I think sometimes he's prone to a little bit too much of the big mistake or the the bad positioning, but he can play those minutes against top players and can give you 20 to 23 minutes a night, something like that on a regular basis. So from a fit standpoint, yeah, I think absolutely you could see a fit in St. Louis because I think a guy like Hannafin is, is a top four defenseman on most NHL teams uh, just or, or a top two pair defenseman on most NHL teams. He's mobile. He's got some decent offensive upside, although that's probably plateaued in terms of where his point totals are, are going to be kind of in the 30 to 40 point range is probably where he is for the next number of years. And, and, and I think that he's a guy that if you need to pop in on a number two power play, he can work, but his, his biggest asset is his skating and it's, you know, top end, I would say 
kind of top echelon amongst defensemen in the NHL just in terms of the way he moves. Now, in terms of whether or not the Flames would move him this summer, I think there's a possibility because of, of a number of different reasons. Number one, he does enter the final year of a contract. He was a little bit more optimistic than Lindholm or Backlund were uh, a couple of weeks when it comes to his future with the team. But still, we kind of gave you the stock NHLPA answer. Like, yeah, I'm interested and we could talk about it. But, you know, wasn't really super like, yeah, yeah, I definitely want to stay. But he was definitely more optimistic. Uh, the problem with the Flames or for the Flames is that as of right now, they've got about a million dollars, give or take a few hundred thousand that they'll have to use to sign a bunch of players under the salary cap, which means they'll have to clear space elsewhere because Uyghur's extension kicked in, as you mentioned, and because Huberto's extension kicked in. That's a lot of money going under the cap. They don't have a lot of flexibility, which means a guy like Hannafin all of a sudden enters the conversation as potentially being you could move. So with, with Shillington expected to be back next year, you've got maybe a little bit more ability to move a guy like Hannafin. And the thing about him, look, I, I'm a big fan. And for the longest time, because in this market, guys, he's been talked about as a trade target for, I want to say, three years now. But Well, they should probably think about moving Noah Hannafin. And I've pushed back on that the entire way, because I think with his contract and a team that's trying to compete you know, a guy who can play top four minutes for less than $5 million, that's an asset on your team. But now that he is in the final year of a contract and with so much in flux and with their cap situation the way it is and with the haul you could get for a guy who's 26 years old and makes less than $5 million, I, I think you have to think about it this summer. So, yeah, I think he'd be a fit in St. Louis. I think there's more of a potential now that they would move him than ever before in his tenure as a member of the Flames, and, and it would work. I mean, he's a, he's a good U.S. kid. Like, he's an American-born kid um, playing in a, a hockey-mad U.S. market. Like, St. Louis is one of the good U.S. markets in terms of fan support and, and loyalty and all that type of stuff. And I think just taking a look at, at you know, where the needs are, I think he'd be a really good fit in St. Louis. And so, Pat, great. Pat, we're, we're, we're talking to Pat Steinberg. Um, he, you can hear him do radio up in Calgary. He, he covers the Flames. He hosts Flames Talk on Sportsnet 960. That That is Alex's guy. Alex loves Noah Hannafin. And if we're being honest, and certainly based on what you just said there, he seems like the more likely candidate to be dealt. I have honed in on Mackenzie Weger, though, because he's a tremendous hockey player. I mean, you saw what he can do this year. He's good defensively. He can put up points offensively. He's a, a well-rounded player. He is a bit older, and he has that contract that, as you mentioned, kicks in starting next year. Is there any scenario whatsoever in your mind where the Calgary F Flames will kick the tires on potentially trading Mackenzie Weger this offseason? I think they even loosely discussed it. I know that there was kind of talk about, oh, Uyghur's available at the trade deadline. I don't know how available he actually was, but I do think they even kind of loosely discussed it if there were really good offers at this year's trade deadline. So do I think it's completely out of the question? No, not at all, because especially if the team does start going in a different direction and you've got an eight-year contract that kicks in starting this coming season, 
And I think you have to listen, especially if you're getting good value on it. But I think Uyghur won a lot of people over in the organization as the season went along. He had, I don't want to say he had a rough first half, but brand new player, brand new coach. I think there was an adjustment in the first 40, 45 games or so. But after the All-Star break, he might have been Calgary's best defenseman. And, and I think that, that really made an impact on some of the executives on this team, on this coaching staff. Now, again, we don't know what the future is for either of those departments, but I think he made an impact. And he also has kind of started to cement himself as a real leader on the team. And I wonder how they look at that. This team hasn't had a captain for a couple of years. And I think all of a sudden with what we saw from Uyghur and the way he handled himself, the way that he plays on the ice, that you know, all of a sudden he enters... Um, kind of that, that captain territory, and you're like, okay, well, maybe this is a the guy they could put the C on for the first time in three seasons. So I, I think he's less likely, but I don't think it's out of the question. And honestly, right now, I don't know if there are a lot of untouchables on this team right now. I would have said Lindholm before, but Lindholm's entering the final year of a contract and, and doesn't necessarily want to re-sign. And, and Uyghur, I think, is a great player, but you know, you're talking about a guy straddling 30 or close to it, and he's got eight years left on his deal starting this year. So I don't think it's out of the question. The only reason I would lean more Hannafin than Uyghur, and I think Uyghur is actually the better defenseman, guys. I, I'm a big Hannafin fan, but I think Uyghur at his best projects to a top pair defenseman. And I think Hannafin at his best and, and properly slotted is probably kind of a 2-3 straddling a top pair, second pair guy. So um, I, I think Uyghur's the better guy, but I think you get better value on Hannafin just because of his contract and because of his age and because he's really, really simple to fit under the salary cap. And even teams really fall in love with that skating ability. So I think if you're looking from a flame standpoint, um, who they could maximize most in a trade right now, I feel like it would be Hannafin. But I think Uyghur is still a guy that if there's a team that is, is willing to make a commensurate package deal and, and, and actually put something on the table that, that is attracted to the flames. I, I think that I don't think it's out of the question because I, they absolutely are looking at all kinds of ways to change the dynamic going into next season. Real quick, Pat, just as a follow-up with that, if, if a trade were to take place with St. Louis, uh, w- are, are they looking at first round picks? Are they looking at NHL ready players? Like where do you think they'll be at? <sighs> That's maybe the toughest question that that we've been trying to kick around for the last little while. What type of return would they be looking for? Like, let's just say that Lindholm or Hannafin were to end up being dealt. Would they go the route they went with uh, with Florida when they could have? Carolina gave them a deal that was more future-oriented. There was at least one other deal that was on the table that was a good deal that where Matthew Kachuk ended up having a little bit more of a future base to it as opposed to bringing in two guys who are well-established NHLers and Huberto and Uyghur. So they decided to go with the win-now mode and the win-now deal last July. This time around, it's a little bit less certain. And I think if you've got a number of players that you're not certain are going to be coming back, guys, I think you might have to go the other direction. I don't think you can make a bunch of hockey trades and bring back okay, 26, 27-year-old Hannafin, we're looking for a 26, 27-year-old defenseman. I don't know how many of those type of deals are, are really available. If you're going to be moving Hannafin or Lindholm or any of these players to teams that are looking to bring them in and help 
step forward, they're probably not looking to give up established members of their roster. They're probably bringing these guys in to help augment and push them over the top or push them to a different tier. So I think if I'm, if I'm a betting man, if some of this stuff does end up happening, I think it's going to be more of the picks, prospects, younger players, less established players that you'd be looking at. He's Pat Steinberg. You can hear him on Flames Talk in Calgary on Sportsnet 960. Pat, we appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for giving us some insight on what's going on up there in Calgary. It'll help us better inform our discussions moving forward. Thanks, as always. We'll talk with you again soon, man. Okay, boys, be well.